Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and I'm joined by the bewitching M. Bewitching is probably the greatest word you've used yet. <laughs> I thought it was very fitting when I saw it in the online thesaurus. Uh, friends Are Far Out is a gaming podcast for all of those who enjoy gaming and spending time with friends. And frankly, if you really enjoy uh, anything, we I mean, we've been really branching out quite a bit lately. We have, That we have. I mean, if you really like bears. I mean, bears, this is the place to be. Mm-hmm. Reality television. Other bric-a-brac? I don't know. Other things. Video games. It. It's yep. it's just a real smorgasbord of things. There it is. <laughs> uh, and speaking of that, Em, it is summer. Summer is, is here. It is summer. I love summer. But also, this... you know, we're past yeah. Gemini season. Right. That, that is one downside. That's for sure. But I love but all summer. How does this early summer uh, find you? Did you celebrate the 4th of July? Do anything for the 4th? We, um, you know, what what is there to celebrate, really? <laughs> well, I mean, there's food and, and fireworks, um, usually. Yeah, but uh, I did get a $60 fire pit, as I was Ooh, telling you. Okay. Um, we got nice. some, some sweet deals at our local Aldi. If you don't have an Aldi, nice. I'd check out their seasonal finds. We had a pretty low-key... Um, Fourth, Dougie got a pizza oven. Ooh, that's an exciting addition. Yes. Now, is this an outside pizza oven or an indoor pizza oven? Tell me about this pizza it oven. It is. So Dougie is an aspiring, has been an aspiring bread baker, like way too late, like way after when people were getting into sourdough baking during deep quarantine he waited till it was cool again. I don't. Like he didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you don't, don't want to do it when everyone else is doing it. He, he's doing it now. Um, yeah. You know, to just get our get our beach bodies ready. <laughs> Nothing says summer like carbs. <laughs> like eating sourdough loaves. So after the sourdough loaves, he kind of hit a ceiling because he needs some sort of bread basket, bread something i don't i i don't know but he started making pizzas on a pizza steel he makes his own pizza dough he rises the pizza dough he makes his own pizza sauce he uses a specific kind of cheese it has to be a full fat low moisture mozzarella and that's i guess hard to find so he gets it in a cheese stick coin and cuts it into little coins and they actually melt really well on the pizza. Sorry, Dougie, I'm giving away all your pizza secrets on the podcast. But now every single time I have tried to make a pizza at home, it has been incredibly disappointing. And I've said to myself, that was not worth the effort. However, I have seen Dougie's pizzas and they look <laughs> legit. His his Instagram is just a pizza gram at this point. Pizza gram, yeah. Um so TM. Yeah, TM. Uh, just in case. <laughs> so his his pizza making hit a ceiling as well and um i got paid more than i thought i was going to for something Mm -hmm. and dougie uh 
I thought he deserved a gift. So I got him treat a tr- yourself treat or treat someone treat to- treat someone you love. So that's it. Yep. I got Dougie an uni pizza oven. The the smaller uni pizza oven. It runs on a propane tank, which um, honestly will save us a lot on heating because when he cooks the pizzas, he has to run the oven just to heat it up for an hour at 550. Whoa. So this will actually save us in heating costs. It's fine in the winter, but when he's trying to do it in the summer, turning the oven to 550 just to preheat it and then make your pizza is uh, pretty high. But and this yeah, that's a lot. This uni pizza oven it cooks a pizza in three minutes. Wow! And he puts it in. He just turns it, and it is the best pizza I have ever had. That's a bold statement. That is a bold statement because I have eaten a lot of pizza. I know you have. I know for a fact that you have been to New York City, and you have had pizza in New York City, which is supposed to be like. You know, I've eaten a lot of pizza in New York City from a lot of different pizza establishments. Uh, I went to a restaurant called Pizza Loves Emily, and there is a pizza there that's supposed to be the best. And there's a burger there called the Emmy Burger that Dougie Mm. just lost his mind over. But honestly, I like this pizza better because, you know, it's made with love. It's it's the way I want it. Perfect. But he made one with uh, goat cheese and pickled beets. He's really Whoa. experimenting. Okay. So, so on the fourth, it was very low key. Um, we live by fairgrounds, so our dogs and animals don't get too scared of the fireworks. They got to enjoy oh, okay. some pup cups. Uh, nice. For those of you those who don't know what a pup cup is, it's a frozen treat for dogs and our dogs absolutely go crazy so they had a pup cup and uh yeah how was how was your fourth ours was pretty low-key we were um just finishing up some uh unfortunately we're finishing up some isolation at our house so we really couldn't go out too far uh but uh, we have some neighbors who decided to set off some fireworks so that was fun we were able to safely go check those out outside um, and then, uh, we're going to see, uh, fireworks this weekend. So there's some fireworks in a local town this weekend, uh, nearby. So we're going to go check those out, but a little bit of a rough start to the summer with the whole isolation and COVID quarantine, but we're, uh, you know what? You start low that way. You can only go up. You can only go up from here. <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's, did you play any, play any good games while you were quarantined? Well, I have played some games, and we will get to that in just a moment. But to, first, we're going to start our show where we always start, and that is by taking a dip into the bargain bin. Insert bargain bin sound effect here. There we go. All right. <laughs> it's like it's like a... Yeah, there we go. I, I, again, I'm going to do it at some point. All right. M, what is your first pick in the bargain bin this week? Okay, so I think I've talked about this game before, but I think it's a good summer game. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good vacation game. 
It is Castaway Paradise. It is on sale for $2.99. It's 85% off. It's down from $19.99. It is its lowest price ever. So if you really like Animal Crossing, it's um, in that same camp. You are... I believe you're a person on an island. Uh, it's been it's been a minute since I played this game. On a an island of anthropomorphic animals, you do your little tasks. You pick things up off the ground. You build things. I like this format better. It used to be on your phone with in-app purchases, which Ooh, okay. yeah, you can get me to spend a lot of money with in-app purchases, Jane, if you're listening, which I know you're not. So don't just block your ears. But then you don't have to spend with in-app purchases. So $2.99, that's like the price of one in-app purchase. Right. There you go. And that's yeah, the whole thing. And that's right the whole thing. So it, yeah. it's on sale, I think, for most of the month. Nice. Yeah. It does. You know, looking at some screenshots, it definitely looks like some Animal Crossing vibes. You're sort of doing, you're at that three-quarter, you know, top-down view. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, The it, characters it are a little more pixelated. They're a little more yeah, blocky. Kind of blocky. Yeah, they're kind of blocky. Yeah. Yep. But it's it's cute. You you interact. Yeah. It'll, it'll fill that hole in your heart. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. All right. Castaway Paradise, two ninety nine. All right. Uh, my first pick is Lego Worlds. Lego Worlds is on sale for $5.99. That's 80% off its normal price of $29.99. It matches its previous low. Uh, this game goes on sale all the time. Now, if you're familiar with the Lego games, um, this is not like those. You know, a lot of the Lego games that are branded, like, oh, your Jurassic Park Lego game or your Avengers Lego game or Indiana Jones or, you know, any of those, those you're, you're working through a real concrete story. And it's very cute. There's cut scenes and other things. And there is Lego building along the way. But Lego Worlds is more like, more similar to a sandbox with Legos, kind of like, um, sort of like a Minecraft. So there's, there is some light story that you can follow through, but you can also just kind of do whatever you want and build whatever you want. Um, and that's kind of fun. Uh, so it is definitely a game that is super relaxing and you can just kind of play it at your own pace and do what you want with it. I love Legos and the summer is a time where I sometimes get to build a lot of Legos uh, in real life. Um, so... If, uh, you know, you're kind of between Lego sets or something like that, that's something I love to do in my free time. But you can always check out Lego Worlds. I will tell you that um, this is a, a game that my children love. You can play it co-op, couch co-op together, or you can play it individually. Um, a lot of kids these days like to kind of role play in their, in their uh, games and, you know, sort of make up their own story. And this definitely allows for that, for sure. Uh, because if you're in the creative mode, you have access to literally thousands of different Lego pieces and different things. So it's pretty fun. So that's Lego Worlds, five ninety nine uh, this week. That's... All right. What else we got, Em? All right. This is a game we've talked about in the past. It is speed dating for ghosts. Oh, speed dating for ghosts. <laughs> that had some. Uh, that got some time on our 
our dating sim episode a while back. I remember speed dating for ghosts. I love speed dating for ghosts. It's two dollars nine cents, seventy percent off. It's down from six ninety nine, which matches its previous low. Um, you could play this in one night if you really wanted to play for hours and hours, but yeah, it's a quick one. But yep, it can be. It's worth it. I really love this game. I think it's got a great storyline. It's got a cool art style. I love helping ghosts, and I love speed dating concept. I think it's funny. It's very... Mm-hmm. And the writing is pretty the good, The writing's too. good. It's wholesome, yep. because it's not always... You're not always dating for romance. Sometimes no. you're just friendship. dating for friendship. You're dating to help others, which on the Friends Are Far Out podcast, that's what it's all about, is helping other people. That's what it is, whether they be ghosts, bears, or otherwise. (laughs) Um, So my last game in the bargain bin this week, um, one thing I definitely associate with summer is theme parks. I love going to a theme park. They're not for everybody, but I love them. Um, I like fairs. I like theme parks. So Roller Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition uh, is on sale for the Nintendo Switch in the Nintendo eShop. That is $10.49. That's 65% off its normal price of $29.99. That matches previous li- its previous low. Um, I will say that the it's not maybe the number one way to play Roller Coaster Tycoon. I think uh, it really shines with a mouse and keyboard on PC. Yeah, that's how I and, used you know, to play it. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, if you're someone who listens to this podcast and you're like, you know, your main you know, system is Switch... Um, it, it's definitely okay on the Switch as well. And uh, for those who don't know, it, you are creating your own theme park. It doesn't just include roller coasters, um, but you're uh, creating and managing your own theme park. And um, you can get pretty granular with it down to like, you know, um, customer satisfaction and how much ice you're putting in drinks and how much uh, <laughs> you're charging for drinks. And, you know, like you can... You can get pretty deep on it, or you can uh, kind of you you really most of those things on default. Really bougie theme park. You can, yeah. You could really, yep. <laughs> um, so it, it is, it's pretty fun. All right. So in the bargain bin of this week, just to review, we have Castaway Paradise for $2.99, Speed Dating for Ghosts at $2.09, Lego Worlds $5.99, and Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition $10.49. All right. And as we talked about before the bargain bin, I have been stuck inside a lot. Yeah. Lately. Because we are <laughs> on, on isolation at our house. Uh, so I have got some gaming time in. Um, the first one I want to talk about is a game that I played and beat. I picked it up a while back, but I was waiting to play it because it did have a bit of an emotional story. I knew that going in. That was a game called The First Tree. Uh, the oh, First Tree. Oh, I remember so when this you got one, this. You play primarily as a little fox who has lost her children, uh, her little fox children. And uh, as advertised, it was very emotional. Uh, <clears throat> again, I was looking up afterwards, I, I went online and. You know, after I beat it, I went online and, and looked for feedback on the game. And, 
you know, people were kind of going back and forth about how emotional they felt it was. And it's certainly, uh, it, it's a um, parallel stories are being told, not only the fox that you're playing as, but, you know, there's a, um, a voiceover narration uh, of a man and his wife having a very in-depth discussion about uh, the man's childhood and growing up and interactions with parents. So it is for sure, you know, emotional story that will, of course, hit differently depending on, you know, what you bring to it. Um, but I don't want to spoil it, but I will say that there is a, a player interaction moment uh, and a very interesting mechanic that uh, sort of connects the players to others around the world. And I'll just leave it at that. It is a very interesting mechanic that you don't see in a lot of games and that I did not expect, but it was very interesting and kind of a neat a neat thing. Huh. I will say that it is not super heavy on game, like game mechanics. It is, you know, you are running around and you're collecting a few little things here and there, but mostly you're just sort of running around an open world to find these little spots and just hit the button and listen to the dialogue. So it is kind of like sort of just a narrative like a, vi like a visual novel? Sort of a visual novel. Again, there's a little bit of platforming when you're jumping around as the fox and, you know, collecting a few little things here and there. But there's no enemies. There's no, there's no death that you could fall from any height and it doesn't matter. You know, you're, you know no, there's nothing like that. There's no lives. There's nothing like that. You're really coming to it for the story, for sure. And uh, some people have played through multiple times because, uh, again, there are some elements that change towards the end. So... Uh, not necessarily with the story, but um, again, I don't want to give too much away. But it was very interesting and certainly worth a play um, if you think that type of a game might appeal to you. But The First Tree, very cool. I did beat it. I may play through again and see see if I get a little bit of a different, uh, something different at the end. But um, uh, again, I thought I it was I thought cool. you were going to say a different emotional response. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, this time I was like, ha, ha, ha. No, uh, no, no, none of that. All right, M, what's been taking up some of your time lately? Um, so on the opposite end of that. <laughs> totally different. Um, yeah, let's switch gears. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon Go, the game that swept the world uh, yeah a while back so still kicking though still kicking. oh my gosh it really is so our two friends are super into pokemon go and they they asked me about it a while ago but i lost my username and then i remembered which email it was in and i really really liked pokemon go if there was an awkward silence and I was out with people I didn't really know that well, I could catch Pokemon instead. <laughs> there you go. Instead of talking to others, play Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. It's, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm out for a walk, I can catch Pokemon. I, what mm -hmm. I really liked about Pokemon Go and how they, especially how animal shelters would market, is um, people who didn't have dogs animal shelters would say you can come walk our dogs and play pokemon go that's brilliant i know and i think they should 
they should really get back into that. And I think Pokemon Go should put more Pokemon and more Pokestops by animal shelters to incentivize the people who like still are really active in the Pokemon Go community to go mm-hmm. uh, volunteer and walk dogs uh, at the animal shelters. So uh, what Dougie likes is that uh, I been walking around a lot <laughs> going for walks i've been going for walks i really hate hiking um which where we live is like a main staple of some people's personalities yeah it's a, it's a it's a popular pastime around here um i really hate it <laughs> i i need to be told that i'm getting a snack before and after the hiking incentivized i need incentivized. incentivized but now that i've been really playing pokemon go dougie is trying to find which hiking has the most pokestops to try to get me to go hiking because i love that i i mean i'll go because i i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta catch them all I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that's, that. That's Word on the streets is you got, you got to catch them all. And, and Dougie was sitting here the other day and he's like, his name was Ash Ketchum because he had to catch them all. <laughs> yep. Mind blown. Yeah. Um, yep. Mind blown. So yeah, Pokemon Go. I actually posted my uh, trainer code on our Instagram. So if you want to be friends with me, on Pokemon Go, and I'll send you little gifts, and we can be friends. Beautiful. You can. I. I actually. I got a few friend requests. Very cool. So, yep. <laughs> All right. So that that's is awesome. That's something. It's not emo- My not very emotional. My history with Pokemon Go is is kind of twofold. There was a time that I was working a second job that brought me to a very urban area. And Pokemon Go in that urban area was just a completely different game than it was in where I live, which is, is uh, you know, more rural. Because um, there was just a Pokestop every few feet, every few, you know, all over the place. There was Pokestops that you could, you know. Even from where uh, I live and where you live, yeah. it's it's yeah. completely different game. that's true it is it's quite different so like you can walk around and get pokemon because those spawn everywhere but the stops and things like that you know they have to be somewhere where there's at least something (laughs) you know there's not going to be too many stops at just people's homes and things like that it's sometimes there's like a historical marker yes right Um, historical markers are good yep but where i live it's not you can you can walk around. There's poke stops. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not too bad. But uh, yeah, Pokemon Go. It's it's good. It's it's gets you out of the house. Makes the dogs like it. <laughs> Speaking of walking around, uh-huh. uh huh. You have been playing another game <laughs> that involves some virtual walking around and uh, delivering mail at the same time, right? Oh, I started this yesterday. And uh, Dougie works from home half the week, so Dougie got to watch me play this because it's not on the Switch. So I was playing this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So I talked about how it wasn't on the Switch. 
So I was playing it in the living room and this is Lake that I was so excited about. I really wanted it to be on the Switch, but I couldn't take it anymore and I really wanted to play it. I'm waiting for um, Time on Frog Island, which comes out on the 12th. It was supposed to come back out in May, but it got pushed to July 12th, so that's in a couple days. Um, and then, of course, Baron Breakfast, 728. Woo! I know. So a, a few games, and then you'll never hear from me again. Um, <laughs> hey, what day can we record the podcast? I'm busy. Never, I'm sorry. Never. I'm a bear, and I, I I'm a bear, and I run a, bear, a bed and breakfast, and uh, that's it. So, um, Lake, you play as Meredith Weiss. You live. Mm. You. It's 1987. Or it's 1986, and you went to MIT. You're a computer programmer, and you work a very high-stress job. Your boss is kind of a jerk. They expect a lot from you. Your dad is a mailman, and your mom and dad are going on vacation for two weeks. So instead of you know taking your two weeks vacation and not doing anything you go back to your hometown and you work for your dad which sounds very familiar to me in my life that's on brand (laughs) it's on brand instead of like shucking oysters this she goes to be a temporary mailman uh (laughs) a lot of similarities there i mean really though you're outside you know i but it's it's really it's a really beautiful game you drive Mm -hmm. the truck around there's definitely love interests nice um both both for for everyone uh but or no love interest you don't have to date anyone uh obviously i'll probably do you recall how you described this game to me earlier in the week no I, I think you called it hold on I, you <laughs> oh uh, anti anti grand theft auto <laughs> yes there it is yes because you're just slowly driving a mail truck around and you have like your postal route list peacefully driving your mail truck around following you can't, your route you can't crash delivering your mail you can't crash no. there's no violence anti gta you just you just deliver your mail sometimes people flag you down and they're like my cat's sick can you please bring bring my cat over to mr Mackey at the bait shop he'll know what to do and then you you're like in the mail truck with this cat and then you go to the bait shop and you drop the cat off Delightful. oh and it's and then you're you know you're trying to you're you're rekindling friendships that you thought you lost in your hometown very cool it's this sounds good. I, I've had this downloaded with Xbox Game Pass for a while, and I just, I gotta get on there and play it. So, just... th- like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give anything away, but but there, <clears throat> of course, like, what is a game in in my life without at least one David Lynch reference? <laughs> of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can go to the movies and see Blue Velvet if you want. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like so. Uh, because I live in some sort of Lynchian timeline, like, <laughs> but 
I don't I don't know. Thanks, Dougie. So yes, Lake, I highly recommend it. It's like an anxiety palate cleanser. But I love that. And who couldn't use that right now? It's you're there for two weeks delivering the mail. And I mm-hmm. think I'm yep. a week and a half into my mail delivery. So oh, okay. I I hope I'm hoping that I give up my city job and I just continue delivering the mail, but who knows? Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. I really that like this is this is what I do now. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. All right, so that was Lake. Um so the other game I wanted to talk about that I've been playing um was Chicory. Last episode, Uh, I mentioned Chicory had gone on sale, and so I have been playing Chicory, A Colorful Tale, uh, and that has been great. I've really been enjoying it quite a bit. Very interesting, very cute, good writing. Um, Definitely, in some ways, makes me think of Toem a little bit, uh, because things do start off uh, black and white in that game, so it has a similar look to Toem off the bat, but uh, but then, of course, you're adding some color. That's what it's all about. You are the new wielder. Uh, the wielder is the person who wields the magical paintbrush and paints the world. That's uh, that's good, because wielder, in my mind, is someone who wields the swords in the dunge. Nope. <laughs> not in this case. Um, and uh, and uh, so... Uh, there is a little bit of combat and battling. However, once again, the accessibility features are here to the rescue. Uh, you can make it so that you don't take any damage. So if that's something that you even bothered you remotely, there's not a lot of it. I barely encountered any at all. But if that's something that you even think remotely would bother you, uh, you can turn that right off in the accessibility features. So very cool little game so far. Um, enjoying that chicory, a colorful tale. Very cute. Uh, cool art style worth checking out for sure uh it's no longer on sale but it is uh it's been fun so far i'm not a very artsy person either you know i don't want people to think like well i see a lot of painting in in the game and that's true but it's you know it's very you can put as much into it as you want or you know uh take it easy with it as much as you want to. There's like a fill, like you don't have to necessarily paint everything and, you know, it's sort of like a paint bucket tool where you can sort of, you know, fill an area with color. So, all right. So that is Chicory, a colorful tale. All right. Em, did you want to mention anything else you've been playing? Um, I'm still, I still play Lumberjack. Yep. Um, we just mentioned that last episode. Just as a, um, it's it's nice to play at night before you go to bed, you know. Take down the mm-hmm. man in the in the woods. I still haven't finished Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, I think it's just because of the vibe. I've been feeling I've been feeling a little anxious lately. <laughs> so yeah, and it's and that I'd rather be you'd rather be fighting the man than uh, I'm you know fighting the trying to figure out the mysteries of of, uh, of the zero. <laughs> But uh, Dougie zero. started playing Kentucky Route Zero, so we're we're oh, gonna cool. talk about it. We do that a lot, but uh, I'd rather be you know fighting the man, fighting corporate greed in the woods as a bear in with an axe, as an axe, and he's got a cute little hat and suspenders. Yeah, so because yep. as we know, it's hot, fat, 
bear summer. Don't forget it, people. Don't forget <laughs> it. All right. All right. So, again, M is uh, playing Pokemon Go, Lake, and Lumbear Jack. I've been focusing mostly on Chicory, and I beat the first tree, which was very cool. All right. Uh, before we get to our first break, it is time to take a look at our Reality TV of the Week. Woo! Reality TV of the Week. Now, M, the first one is one that we've talked about <laughs> before, but a new season. Yeah. Um, to watch this, I think you need lifetime. So if you have cable or if you steal your parents' cable, I'm not saying that that's something people do. You just you've heard I've you've just, heard that people I've just do that. Heard that sometimes people log into their parents' cable, um, and if you, your parents have lifetime, <laughs> you can you can see. you can log in. And Married at First Sight, which to me is one of the craziest concepts with one of the lowest rates of success. <laughs> but it's on... It's amazing. That wouldn't work out. And and at the end when people are screaming at each other that, I don't even know you at all. Well, yeah. Because you don't. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a new... It's like I don't even know you. Yes, yes. That is exactly what it's like. You have described the situation. Um, I don't know you. The new season just started on July 6th. Oh, so okay. if you want to watch the new season, not get any spoilers online, you can do that. Because there right. were some... I don't know if you've ever watched Broad City. I have not. Nor have I watched this Married at First Sight. No, now, does but, it take... Does each episode... Is it compartmentalized? Does it follow a couple... From beginning to end, they kind of jump. They kind of jump around from couple oh, to they couple. Jump around. Yeah. Okay. But Broad Broad City is like um, it was on Comedy Central. It was with um, Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. Great comedy, but mm -hmm. in the first season, Abby it's it takes place in New York City. Abby works in a uh, gym. Like a fancy, mm -hmm. like kind of Soul Cycle esque gym, uh, as a cleaner, and she has the hots for her neighbor, and she tells him that she's actually a trainer and she trains celebrity clients like Shania Twain. So, oh, so okay. At, in Married at First Sight, in one of the seasons, um, one of the married couples, the woman is told by the man she married that the guy is a yoga teacher, but he was actually mm -hmm. like a substitute yoga teacher. And he also cleans the studios. <laughs> okay. And she went to take a yoga class and he was actually like the cleaner. And, and it was like, what is this broad city? <laughs> like when Abby tells people that she's, she trains celebrity clients <laughs> at night, like Shania Twain. So, um, some of these people, what I really think should happen is they should all go through a psych eval. Hmm. That would be interesting. Um, and I'm not saying that to be mean. I think we're not judging, not being judgmental. Here. No, we're just I'm, saying I'm saying that, that it might be, I think mental yeah. health is helpful for everyone as someone for who sure. indulges yeah. in a lot of mental health help myself. Um, but married at first sight, if you want to watch probably one of the craziest concepts 
on live TV. Um, it just started on Lifetime or the Lifetime app if you can access that somehow. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, wink, 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 nudge, yeah. nudge. Now, by the end of the season, is there some kind of closure with each couple? Like, do you find out if it didn't work yep. out or if yes. it did work yeah, out so, or seemingly works so out? So they have like an after show. First, they have, they spend a night apart and then they really like think it over. Mm. So, do you know? Like if they want to continue yeah, with this? if they want to, you know, if they're going to get an annulment. Oh, gotcha. so they say yes or no, and then they celebrate, and then there's an after show, and it will basically say, you know, even though they said yes, after two months, they realized they made a horrific mistake. Called it off. And it's like one out of five couples of each season ends up together. Not spoiler alert. That's actually more than I even thought. Well, <laughs> so don't don't yeah. don't go into excited, but it's it's some juicy reality TV. Um, All right. This one is a Dougie pick. I don't know if you've ever watched this. It's on Netflix. I have. Yeah, the girls. The, the gir- floor <laughs> the girls is <laughs> lava. Yes, the floor is lava. Season two. I haven't watched season and, two. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you. When I watch this, I'm not sure about Dougie, but when I watch this, it has total uh, play to the nostalgia for me of the uh, 90s and early 2000s game shows on Nickelodeon. I just have so many questions. So The Floor is Lava is a television show. It's on Netflix. I didn't think it had second season material Pot- like potential, potential yeah but there's the yeah. second season out now um so the floor is lava is a reality show mm-hmm. go ahead where there's an obstacle course uh-huh. they have set, they've sent a, set up an obstacle course in a large room and um what they have done is they basically you and your team have to make it across from one end of this obstacle course to the other uh, without falling into the orange water that they, you know, bubbling orange water that they have uh, at, at the bottom, which is lava. And that's what the, they're saying is lava. And um, <laughs> what I love about the show is when someone falls in the lava, they act like that person is gone. Yeah, like, like forever. They don't, yeah, they don't show them ever again. But it's they get like, like they sucked in. Like, where yeah, do they yes, go? Right. You don't see them like, you don't see them swimming in the orange water or like kind of, you know, bobbing they around like and making their way to the to side. The yes, right. They they fall in the lava. They're gone. You, it's, it's you it. have no more sister. Or it's like this group of sisters <laughs> versus this group of coworkers. Right, right, right. Um, it's very funny, and they don't take themselves too seriously. I think it's funny, uh, but again, it, it has total vibes for me of like. Uh, just the energy is like a Nick Arcade or like a uh, Legends of the yeah, Hidden Legends Temple. Yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple or, or like... You know, or something like, like that. Guts. From the from Guts, there you go. Right, yeah, Guts. Uh, and, you know, just where they're doing these ridiculous physical challenges. Some might compare it more to like a Wipeout or something like that. But um, I don't know. It's 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 fun. 
it's fun. I'm not saying they're going to watch it and be like, wow, this is the best show but ever. To watch but a couple, it's it's fun to put yeah. on if it's like a group of people you don't know that well. Yeah, it's very light. It's, it's a lighthearted light show. Stuff. You're like, oh, have you ever seen yeah. this? It's ridiculous. And then you put it on. Mm-hmm. Because what's the lava made of? Does it have a taste? What temperature is it? Like, no, right, I, nothing. You I, don't I, get I any know. of that. Those, these are the questions I have. Where is the behind-the-scenes documentary to give us these I answers? I want to see the people who get like dragged to the, to the depths. Yes, right. Uh, so I do like the editing, though. I think it's funny where they're just like, "Whoop, they're gone. That's it. It's over." They just, they just don't, how slipper? They just how, like, how slippery is it too? Because it seems like it's oh, really it's slippery. slippery for the people gotta who are be. jumping. I wonder if there's some soap mixed in there. It's like, just, to make it's it just even orange dawn dishwasher and, orange, and your eyes yeah, hurt. Orange water and dawn. So I don't know, but uh yeah so that's the floor is lava there's a season two now so you can watch two seasons of that on netflix um my last reality tv show give a little update um sound a little unhinged is the bear cams i've obviously been watching them uh i I like to watch hot bear summer fat bears oh and the fish are really jumping like they are so I You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. So the fish are going wild. You've got one bear who's returned to the falls, um, Mike Fitz, who's one of the Rangers, and he'll come in and he'll come into like different chats and he'll um tell you like which bears they are. Um one bear has quadruple coys, like cubs. Whoa. Yeah. And but this is what's really interesting. So Otis is obviously back, which... Now, for those who... Real quick. For those who missed the last episode, perhaps, this is the explore.org... Bear cams. Bear cams on the... On the Brooks River. It's in Cat... Brooks Cat, River. Katmai uh, National Park in Alaska. So Very it's, cool. It's right. been going on for, uh, I think, since t- at least 2016. Um, right. Probably longer than that because I've been watching the bear cams. It might have been, it might be ten years now. Um, mm-hmm. So very exciting news that Otis is back. Otis right? is back. Otis uh, won Fat Bear Week. He is a very beloved bear. He's my favorite bear. I love him. Um, a reigning champion currently, right? Yeah, he's he's just he's very um, animated. Mm-hmm. He does the same things. He hangs out in a place on the river called the office to catch his fish. Um, but what is very interesting is there is a really dark grizzly bear because a lot of the bears are lighter brown and Holly's blonder and Holly has returned too. And Holly's a lot older. So a lot of these bears we weren't expecting to see, which is great. But mm-hmm. this bear showed up and he's very dark. Mm. And the rangers said that um, he might be misplaced from wildfires. Oh no! But, okay, but he's fitting in great. He's and he's so funny to watch. He like frolics around and he jumps around and he and he's really and he's fishing really well and he hangs out with all the other bears. Super cool. Yeah. So the bear camps, I highly recommend them. I know I sound uh, like. Like, 
I know I know what I sound like. <laughs> I think people can hear the passion in your voice and they can hear how excited you are about it. And I think that comes through in a very charming way. I just it's if you need some anxiety relief at nighttime, especially the and the bears are so funny to each other. Like, I think it was Grazer pushed. It was either Grazer or Walker pushed another bear off the lip because they like a lot of the bears like to fish on the lip which is right before the waterfall and Mm -hmm. she wasn't having it and she just pushed the other bear off the lip and it's not just tumbled down the waterfall it's it's a tiny waterfall they're not still though yeah it's 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 funny and you can go to the wiki there's a, a wiki so if if someone says you know this is 32 chunk because Chunk just came back to the falls. Usually around this time is when all the bears. So there will be, there could be 12 bears hanging out. And right now there's an underwater cam. You can watch the bears catch the fish. They all have different fishing like techniques. It's really cool. So let me ask you this. Is there any kind of bear etiquette? Like if one of them catches a fish, does someone else try to take the fish from so each other? They they Does they that can happen? pirate. They call it pi- mm. they call it pirating. Um, yeah, and it depends if it's a giant like boar of a bear. Another bear might step off because they're like they might. So that bear might bully other people yeah. rather than catching their own. Might try yes. to catch um, take this. Oh, okay, other bears might. Like Otis has let other bears, like he catches, like he's a very proficient fisher. He was letting Mm -hmm. this mystery bear, they call him MB because they don't know him and he has no tag. For mystery Uh bear. And he he was letting other other bears pirate fish off of him because he catches so many fish. But um, uh, bears have, and little bears will wait for like carnage. Because the ba- these big bears are not eating with the entire fish, so they'll wait right. for them. The, the little baby bears will wait down the river, and they'll eat like the half of a fish that has floated down. Yeah, they'll eat the little remains. Uh-huh. The little sca- they'll scavenger yeah, a little. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting. They nap. They'll nap on like just a log that's sitting there. That sounds they, adorable. But they also they fight. They spar. Some of the fights can get bad, but. Uh, it's, they are fattening up and it is only July from the time I've been Man. watching when the cameras went on, what, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. They, those bears, they're getting plump <laughs> and that will do it. All right. So seems like the perfect time to go get a snack. Uh, we will be right back. And we'll be talking about games for vacation when we get back. We'll be right back after a quick break. Stay here with us. This episode of Friends Are Far Out is brought to you by Dougie's Pizza. Are you tired of bad pizza that tastes like flavorless cardboard? Dougie's Pizza tastes better than flavored cardboard. It's better than the frozen pizza from the grocery store. Dougie's Pizza is only available at Dougie's house. So come to Dougie's house to eat slightly above average pizza. Pizzah.
Welcome back to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and with me here is M. Hello, everyone. M, the days are getting longer. There's fireflies outside. The sound of fireworks can be heard. Barbecues. All these things, of course, remind us of summer. Well, what else do we do during the summer? Uh, put on a lot of bug spray and sunscreen. And we do those things on vacation. <laughs> we go on vacation. Em, do you have any... What, what, when, when people talk about vacation, did you go on vacations a lot growing up or... We went on like a large family vacation. Um, like each year or... Yeah, so each yeah. summer we'd go on a large family vacation and it would change. So we would go to a lake... I actually, I have 12 cousins. Uh, I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. So including me, there's 12 of us. And Ooh, we're, that's a big group. And we're within a 10-year age gap. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. We still do it, and we're going this year, too. We go every oh, year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so now we're all adults. <laughs> but still, it's, still 10 years, yeah, within 10 years within of each other. Within 10 yeah. years of each other. Um, yep. So we've been going since we were kids. We would go to Rhode Island, um, Miss Quamacut, Rhode Island, and you can mm, okay. you can uh, hop over to like Watch Hill, Rhode Island, with the carousel, which is fun. Um, cool. That, I've never been um, to that part of Rhode Island. We would go to LBI, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Nice. A lot, yep. which um, yep. uh, for a group that large, we got uh, priced out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to say that uh, I, I go with my family to LBI. Uh, I've gone with my family a number of years to LBI. And that um, that was always a, a fun trip. But, yeah, as the groups get larger, you have to get bigger and bigger places. And, my goodness, it is easy to get priced out, especially these days. We go in smaller, smaller groups. But uh, we go to Cape Cod, which is actually cheaper in Massachusetts. Cape Cod is wonderful. I love Cape Cod. Yeah, so yep. we are going to Cape Cod this summer, um, and Dougie is going for the first time. So that's exciting. Uh, like he's he's very familiar with this this group, but it's his first it's his first uh, big vacation with them. And, very cool. Yeah, and so he'll he'll be slinging some pizzas. <laughs> there you go. Right, pack that pizza. Oven. What? Where um, do you think about when you uh, think of vacation? You know, we well, we were very fortunate growing up to be able to go places, but I would say that my family often, rather than going to different places, we often went to the same place. That's how um, that's how my family was too. It was right, like, like we didn't mix it up you know, too often. My, my parents were very willing to mix it up. It's not that they were directing us, uh, but we went to Mystic, Connecticut quite a bit. Oh, I love Mystic, Connecticut. Love Mystic, <laughs> Connecticut. So we went there quite a bit. But the other place that I think of when I think of vacation is Disney World. We uh, went down. Now, we were not very well off necessarily growing up, but somehow we were able to uh, make that trip happen. It was not quite as expensive as it is nowadays. And so we were, I, we've been to Disney World many times. We drove uh, from the Northeast all the way down to Florida, which takes the better part of two days. Um, you know, so it, it was quite a drive, but that was a, it was a trip we made 
Uh, very often. Every couple of years we went to uh, to Disney World. And so a lot of wonderful memories, uh, not only in Disney World, but even the drive down was, was kind of fun. You know, a, a road trip is uh, definitely has some positive elements to it. Uh, but one thing, you know, especially with a big, long drive like that, uh, that always comes to mind is uh, games, right? Like, yeah. you know, what what makes a good vacation game or a good travel game? Because not every game lends itself to that. You know, we live in a time now where we talk a lot about the Nintendo Switch, which allows you to play a wide variety of games and real high quality games. You know, uh, you know, the same games you can play at home, you can play easily on the go. But that wasn't always the case. Uh, so for me, a good travel game was always something that I could really get lost in. I could really like kind of dive into and play a lot of. Um, or, you know, we talked about going on vacation with big groups. That's kind of what... What I yeah, focused that, on because yeah, that kind of lends itself to a group. When you have a family as big as I do, um, mm-hmm. when you go on vacation, because this is that's like my big vacation every year is going with my family. There's about thirty six of us. Whoa, um, that is a huge group. So we don't go out to dinner. We every night a different family cooks um, dinner for everyone. And oh, like our entertainment is each other. We have family Olympics. We do we do these activities. Usually, we'll go to you know a beach town, and we'll do it's it's family bonding time. Mm-hmm. So we'll bring a Nintendo Switch, but it'll be games for the Nintendo Switch that are for everyone. We'll bring a board games, and we are a competitive family. <laughs> So let's start. Let, let's start our discussion there. Let's start our. Let's start our discussion with uh, games for groups and board games. Let's okay. let's start there. Games for groups and board games. So, what are some games that either play with a group, whether they're video or board, or board games? What what what's some games that you associate with vacation? Okay. That are that fall into that category. What do you so, think? So, I'll just start last year because it was an Olympic year. Mm-hmm. Um, and my cousin Billy said that our family has the worst case of main character syndrome of any family he's, <laughs> he's ever he's ever seen, um, <laughs> because um, at the start of vacation, and my cousin Katie's really good about it. She plans. It was an Olympic year, so it was a fam fam Olympics. And there was a red team, a green team, a purple team, and a blue team. We all, like, picked out of a hat. And I was on uh, purple. So Mm -hmm. we all had, like, a chant. And so I was screaming purple nation all, all the time for a week. And it's not just feats of athleticism. We had to do synchronized ribbon dancing. <laughs> we had to do karaoke, um, like balloon tosses. And we were doing this in like public parks and people are staring <laughs> at us. That is wonderful. Um, three-legged races. And you're not picking your teammates. So you are you might have my, my grandmother who had passed away. She was still with us. So she was the judge. But... 
Like I might have, I had my uncle Bruce, my cousin Jack, my cousin Billy, my Aunt Elisa, um, and I think my Aunt Jeanette. So it's just like a mixed bag of people. You right, can, you never know. So you, you never so, know who you're going to be with. So you might have someone who's super athletic, but you might have someone who's not athletic at all. Right. But my family is so competitive <laughs> that... People are going all out. Everyone does their part. And for, like, the synchronized ribbon dancing, we we made, like, a boxing ring, and my, my cousin Jack and I were pretending to box to Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> so that sounds wonderful when we make our own when you have a group that large it's so expensive to do like we might do things in smaller groups like go mini golfing or go out to lunch like right. the, the kids will go out to lunch but to but do not many things will lend themselves to a group to a that group size of 36 we can't even if you wanted to go to mini golf you can't go to you can't show up to mini golf with no, 20 people no that's just not gonna work so yeah so we've all these years we've been making our own fun like this which and every kid enjoys it and and, That's awesome. and by kids I mean we're all adults now. Now you're adults, but it, it's cool um, that because you could see a scenario where you have kids who are too young, you know, kids are in maybe a middle school age, and we're like, ah, even when you know, we were in middle, too, we broke, you could see a scenario where kids would be too cool for school and be like, nah, I don't want to do that. We stuff broke my cousin Michael's foot on a tandem bicycle because we all kept pedaling and we didn't know he stopped pedaling. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, he, he doesn't hold it against us because honestly, it could have been any of us. No, but it was for glory. Yeah. He, he knew that that was part of like the mission. We were tandem bicycle done. racing in, in LBI one year, like when we were, mm -hmm. when we were in our teens and middle school aged years, but a that game awesome. that we all play and we get into board games. Yes. I think board games are a wonderful, I love board games in general, but sometimes day to day, it's hard to get enough people together to really play because some board games lend themselves to playing solo or with two this but a lot of games really shine when you have a group this vacation you just you just walk around and you're like game 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 and, and people will be like yes 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 and you yep. can get a game going with as many people and as you want right and you have spectators and then they're like i want next round i want next round because there's so many of us so one game, and we actually, uh, the two of us, we yes, played we played it, this game. Yep. Is monikers? Yes, um, is a card game. So <laughs> monikers, highly, highly recommend. You you get a certain number of cards. You start, I think, with twenty cards, and you pick the cards that you like. So you know your cards, and it could say, mm -hmm. like. Um, the Pillsbury Doughboy, and then it has a uh, a description of the Pillsbury Doughboy, and then it could also say caramel corn, and then it could also you could so you could get random random nouns. Mm -hmm. um, it could be actors. You could get Twin Peaks. You could get the Log Lady from Twin Peaks. They have a lot of Twin Peaks references, unfortunately, in monikers, or fortunately, because of the universe you live in. Yes. Um, so. They're super long ones, too. Mm -hmm. um, so the first round, you are, uh, you are describing the card and your teammates. So you're broken up into two teams. 
your teammates yep. are trying to guess the cards that in the deck and the deck is everyone's cards. So some of the cards, you know, you pick them. The second round with the cards go back in, mm -hmm. you have to get your teammates to guess them. And everyone has already seen all these cards. Yeah. Right, so now everyone is somewhat familiar, but there's a lot of cards, so you can't have them yeah. all memorized. Especially if you're, you're playing with a giant group like my family, then right. it's like a deck of yes. 50 cards. <laughs> yes, right. So then you have to get it in one word. So if it's like Pillsbury Doughboy, you can't say dough, so you could say biscuits. There you go, right. Um, and then the third round is acting. No speaking whatsoever. No, and I remember we were play the two. We were testing the game out. Mm -hmm. Yes, I remember we played it. I think we opened it new, yeah, or maybe or one I of the first times. It. it was early. Yeah, it was early. And I had stop, drop, and roll. And there's nothing else for me to do but to actually stop. And I dropped like all my stuff was in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but monikers. Once you get the hang of that game, mm -hmm. and and my whole family knows how to play, it's so much fun. And it is, and I and I, it's so good for a family because or friends, close friends or a family because the it's one of those situations where the better you know someone, sometimes you can say things like if it's your partner, or, yeah, yeah, you could you could mention one word, and if you're so if you're very in sync. You could definitely, you know, you could easily guess guess it from someone. So it's pretty fun. It's it's a really fun game. I highly recommend it. So Monikers, it's a card game. M-O-N-I-K-E-R-S. So vacation game if you're going with a few people. And you could play it with teenagers. You can play it with, you know, I wouldn't say it's for little kids, but definitely teenagers to adults. Yeah, I think little kids would struggle with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one board game that I love playing in a group is a game called Carcassonne. Uh, Carcassonne, how, have you ever played Carcassonne no. before? So Carcassonne is a game of tiles. Everyone gets these little cardboard tiles. And it's, uh, it's a tile placement game where you take turns placing these tiles. And what you're doing is you're building a map of like a southern French landscape. Uh, you're piece of tile might have a little road on it it might have part of a, a city or a, a cloister like a little church or um, some combination of things and so you're building these roads and placements and you're trying to make long roads big cities uh, there's several different rules for how you place your tiles to try to get the most points and as you place and complete features on the map you're kind of claiming those features with little meeples that are your color uh, character. So it's not, uh, there's not a ton of rules. You don't, it's a great game for a group because, you know, I happen to play a lot of board games. So I'm really comfortable in a game, let's say, where you understand, oh, there's different phases and different turns and character actions and things like that. I'd be okay with that type of a game. But not everybody is. And when you get a big group together, you have people who are coming to board games from a lot of different angles. And so Carcassonne is easy for everybody. There's not a, an overwhelming number of rules. There's not a, an overwhelming number of steps. And you can kind of just, uh, it's, it's pretty easy to pick up and play. 
Uh, and it's a fun game. It's, it's really, it's really, um, it's really a good time. So Carcassonne, uh, again, it's sort of a map billing game. Uh, and it's, it's very fun. I really, really like that one. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's one that I own. And, uh, it's, if I'm entering a group, if I'm going for a group, uh, trip, it, it's one that I always bring with me just because, again, I know a lot of people can easily pick it up and, and play it and have a good time with it. You know, it's not too simple, but also it's not too complicated. It's, it's a really nice uh, sweet spot, Carcassonne. That is a game that is also available uh, digitally for Switch. Switch, you can play Carcassonne on the Switch as well. There's a Switch version of it, so that's, that's pretty cool too. So another place you could check it out. It's actually on sale this week, I think. That's a bonus bargain bin. I think it's $10, so normally 20 all right so that's carcassonne uh and what's another board game i know you have another board game on or another i wouldn't say board game i'm also gonna i'm gonna add one quick too oh sure that i that i really love um yeah it's it's absurd all right Uh, tell us i don't know if we've played this together it's called business walrus we have played business Walrus. oh we have or at the very least we've looked at it i think we've played it because it's it's a lot like sh- like um ridiculous yes. shark tank. Yes. Yes, yes. So yes. and it's it's a lot of fun if say you're on vacation with your family or your friends and people you know really well. So the gist of business walrus is it's like a shark tank. The business walrus wants to invest a billion dollars in, you know, just a cool billion, cool billion in your ridiculous ideas. So you have these cards of must haves that your invention must have, and you have to pitch an idea. And sometimes you're given something by the person who is the business walrus that round that might mm-hmm. be for the whole group. So you might have to sing your entire pitch Yep. or that might just be for you. So we were playing once and uh, one of our friends had to yell his entire pitch, but it was only for him because the business walrus slipped him that card. Um, so if you want to play to the business, like say the business wall, once Dougie was playing and he was the business walrus, his was create a delivery service. Mm-hmm. And his delivery service was um, a ginger ale and candy centric delivery service. Um, because because i was the i was the business walrus and um those are my two favorite things right exactly (laughs) and so you can play to the business walrus but you have to come up with a good pitch right but like some of the the must-haves that you have to choose from like sometimes it's like you have to include two of your must-haves and it's like has to have a porthole like a boat (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's a it's an absurd game. It's an absurd <laughs> Shark Tank, and it, some of it it's like 
the, the business walrus doesn't know if he's a mammal or a fish. So you have to include that in your business pitch because he's embarrassed. <laughs> so. <laughs> so there's a lot of it's by Clickhole, like the people who mm-hmm. write the onion. Yes, I've heard so of them. It's, yep. it's very, very funny. I really like that a lot. So I just wanted to slip that in there. Business walrus. Uh, the other board, it's not really a board game. Yeah, it's not a board game, but it's also not a, really a video game. It's So Telestrations, um, yeah. where it comes with all the little markers, it's it's mm-hmm. almost like Drawful. Manual mm-hmm. Drawful. So there's Telestrations, and then there's Telestrations After Dark, if you're playing with, a, with an adult crowd. Um, <laughs> but uh, you have a whiteboard and a marker, and it's almost like Drawful... If Drawful was telephone mm-hmm. and it was you were manually doing it. So say um, my word was toilet. I would write mm-hmm. the word toilet and then I would pass it to Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay would look at the word, draw what his best depiction of a toilet. Yep. And then pass that depiction to say Dougie. Dougie would look at it and then try to guess what it was. And mm-hmm. let's say he thinks that it's, uh, I don't know, uh, like a, ca- a chair. A chair. So then he yeah. would write chair and then he would pass it to the next person. That person would then draw a chair and then mm-hmm. pass it to the next person until it got so- back to me. And then I would get something that says like King's throne. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you're lucky. If I'm lucky. And yeah, sometimes right. you're like, what is this? <laughs> right, it could easily be taco. By the time it gets back to you, and you're like, uh, what? And you get points if it stays in your favor. So it's very fun. Some It gets ridiculous, and that's why it's so funny, because you're like, oh, I didn't draw this. <laughs> yes, uh, right. But it might start that you draw your word, like you write your word. It might start off with a drawing. You, you draw, like you write your yeah. word, you draw it, and then the person guesses from your drawing. But yeah, telestrations, yeah. telestrations after dark for those adults in the in mm-hmm. the room. Uh, for the adult crowd. For the adult crowd. Uh, yeah, so that's those are the board games we really bring on uh, vacation. We also do play nine. We have a lot of golfers in our... Have you, ever, mm, okay. have you ever done play nine no i have not it's a lot of fun it's uh play nine is a card game like golf and you flip the cards over um and you try to get the lowest par oh you know i i've, I've played a similar that one's played with regular cards yes so yes i've played a similar game that's, to that. so, yes. that's another game we play on vacation <laughs> yes that's fun for sure so play nine <laughs> yep uh, the last uh, sort of offline game I wanted to talk about is uh, a card game called Bang. Oh. Uh, it is a um, it is a Wild West themed uh, card game, uh, but it's really great with a group because the bigger your group, the better. Um, what happens is. Uh, it's, I'm just going to read the description here. It says the card game bang recreates an old fashioned spaghetti Western shootout with each player randomly receiving a character card to determine special abilities and a secret role card to determine their goal. So this is one of those games where, um, you, there's a sheriff 
and the sheriff's goal is to kill all the outlaws and the renegade. There's a deputy who are working with uh, the sheriff to protect him and uh, or her and kill any outlaws. The outlaws are trying to kill the sheriff. And the renegade is trying to be the last person standing and have everybody else kill each other. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but they're secret roles. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, fun sort of lying to try to try to you know play which side you're actually on and uh you can lie about your role and you're trying to uh, and again there's there's it's old west game so you know sometimes you're having a draw where you're doing like a you know a battle with other players so it, it, it is super fun and again it's super fun with a big group because uh the more roles you have that are out there in the game the more interesting it is so uh, it's a very, very cool game, um, uh, and it's it's very neat. I believe, I think it's an Italian game. It started off as an Italian game, I believe. Um, but again, it's Old West themed, so very, very cool. Uh, that is Bang, a card game. Very cool to check out. That one needs a little bit more uh, explaining than, uh, than a game like Carcassonne, but still, it's accessible. Uh, for a big group. All right. All right. Very cool. So we talked about monikers, business walrus, telestrations, uh, Carcassonne, and we talked about Bang, the card game. Um, but M, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some video games on this video game podcast. I know. So, I know. <laughs> you know, the other category that we talk about, you know, when we talk about uh, video games uh, on trips uh, or on vacations, uh, now, that can also fall into, it could be still a group activity, or it could just be games that you associate with a particular trip. I want to start off with my first weird example, and that is, um, when I think of vacation games, one game that comes to mind is Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Hmm. Now, you might be saying to yourself, wait a minute, that's not a portable game. How could you have been playing... Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo while on vacation. Well, I mentioned earlier that we went to Disney World and there was a Hilton Hotel in Orlando and in the lobby there was a, a Super Nintendo bolted to a <laughs> large bolted. <laughs> bolted down to a large television in the lobby and there were controllers attached and there were games that were also bolted down <laughs> to little uh, like not chains but like Was little a like, a, like a bike like a bike chain like a you know, like a braided steel cord <laughs> that was covered by you know like a bike chain would be uh, but anyway you could switch in and out games and there were several years where my family would go down and, you know, if there was some downtime in the evenings or something like that, um, we would be playing Super Nintendo and we didn't have Super Nintendo at home. Was there, so it was just a game I connected with vacation. Was there a line like to wait to play the games or was there more than You know, one? it wasn't nearly as busy as you would expect. You know, sometimes there was someone there, but kids, I remember it being great that kids would just pass the controller or take turns. There was also a little arcade so that wasn't the, you know, the number one draw for everybody, but 
for some reason, it's just something I remember from vacation. And it's something I associate with vacation, as silly as it is. Um, another one uh, that, you know, I absolutely remember is, and this one is portable, Tetris. My goodness. Tetris for the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. <clears throat> I can distinctly remember angling my screen to try to get the sun just right to shine <laughs> on the non-backlit uh, you know, original Game Boy to play Tetris on the ride uh, down to Florida in, uh, well, my different vehicles that we had over the years uh, with my family. So certainly when I think of portable gaming and I think of vacations, I, I have to go to Tetris because Tetris just consumed uh, just a classic puzzle game that I consumed so much of my time uh, growing up. Uh, and on vacation, especially. So Tetris was another one. I think Pokey, I really Pokemon, like Pokemon Yellow or mm, Red or... Pokemon Yellow for you was one of those? Red or... I don't know if I had Red or Blue. Mm. Or then like Silver. I had Silver. But to get... Like you would have to move your po- your Game Boy. Yep. Because you couldn't see. <laughs> yep. The angle really mattered until we had those backlights. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, M, uh, any video games that you really connect with vacation other than the Pokemon games? Well, Pokemon Go that I got into again. I'm going to be really yep. annoying on vacation again. That's going to be a good one. Because yep. when you go on vacation, there's different Pokemon and different Pokemon. Yes, you got to catch these Pokemon. Gotta, Here, these are Rhode Island Pokemon. Yeah, these are these are like New Jersey Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. These are Florida. These Squirtles are different. Yeah, they look yeah. different or like yep. the, you got to get... They're built different. Yeah, so um, Pokemon Go. And then if I'm like at a restaurant with my cousins and they're like, are you listening to me? I'm like, yeah, I am. I totally am. And I'm not catching a Pokemon right now. Uh, I always answer text messages this way. I always answer text messages by tapping my, my tapping my phone, swirling my finger around and, <laughs> and, and swiping just up. Swiping up. Yeah, that's um, the way I do that. But I will say, we play so much Jackbox. Jackbox, yes. We always bring a Nintendo Switch. There's so many of us, and we yep. are brutal to each other. Like yep. in Quiplash, Drawful, uh, we... Those games are great because you don't need a number of controllers for everybody because everyone can just take out their phone and be part of it or any internet-connected device. And we... These days. My my cousins, it's kind of like a race to, to see who's in. And no one feels left out because they'll be in the audience and they'll vote for the answers they like best. Yeah, there you so, go, right. We, my cousin Jack brought Family Feud last time, and Family Feud was great too. So, Family Feud was because that's fun, it, that's a lot it, of fun. It is, and it was a lot of fun yeah. on the Nintendo Switch. It's, it, it could get a little bit, um, you know, clunky, but yeah, right. But I like those games that you know draw we like drawful they they really like the the among us type game that mm, that okay. is on I, the jackbox some people like those um yep. i do not because all of my answers come out sounding like an alien life form anyway and even when i'm <laughs> the human 
I'm always right. accused of being an alien. <laughs> I mean, just day to day. Day to day. How often am I confused with an alien? So we really like uh, Blather Round. We like Quiplash. Uh, we like Drawful, Trivia Murder Party. So it's it's always a lot of fun. We always go back to Jackbox. Like, that's always, like, we get home, like, from the house that we rent, which I'm pretty sure is, like, an old haunted motel to house that yep. many of us. I'm sure. There's there's a bar, and it's usually pretty empty, but since there's so many of us, then it's hopping. <laughs> right. And then we, you bring the party we, with you. We bring the party, and we leave, and after the bar, it's like, hey, you guys want to play Jackbox? And we always want to play Jackbox. <laughs> Beautiful. So. Now, I know you're pretty well-versed in the Jackbox games. If there was a collection where someone wanted to buy one or two, did you, would you have a recommendation off the top of your head? Like, which one? Like, because there's Jackbox 5, 6, 7, you know, like, there's 1, 2, 3, 4. Is there one that, like, on, stands out? On. Because give me a minute. Because for those who don't know, each Jackbox collection has a collection of games, right? Not every Jackbox game is in every collection. So, like, for example, there might be some trivia games that are in each one, but... You may not find Drawful, for example, in every one. Uh, so if there was, because there are so many, if someone were listening and they were like, you know, that, that does sound like something that might fit. You for can buy group. Drawful standalone. That I know you can buy separately. So, and I think there's probably a couple others you can you buy. Can, you separately. can buy a few of the really popular ones standalone. Um, right. But I think my, my personal favorite um, right. is seven because it has so it'll be Jackbox Party Pack seven because it has um, Blather Round mm -hmm. it has Quiplash yep it has The Devils in the Details which you know I love doing my little tasks yes yes and that one you're trying to do little sabotage yeah, tests, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so you don't necessarily have to be for people who aren't good on the spot and they can't like make things up devil in the details is better for them because right um talking points which dougie really likes it's, it's you have to give a powerpoint presentation but the other people give you the topic and the pictures and everything right. you're really on the spot um and then the other one i'm not too familiar with i think it's drawing or fighting but i think for but for four out of five to really hit in a party pack. Mm -hmm. I think the yep. other one um, is party pack. I want to say. I like split the room, but. Uh, I guess being, I, I like. Drawful, I would say, is a definite to get uh, standalone. That's it for, is. Sure. It, it, for sure. It really is. I like. Um, that one is like a. Um, uh, and trivia murder party is really really good too ooh, okay. um mm -hmm. so party pack eight they have um drawful but it's animated so i don't really like that one mm, okay um i like the wheel of enormous proportions because that's like a trivia game nice. but getting just the regular drawful standalone 
that's that's worth it. I I think, I think it's worth it just alone because you get so. I mean, I think that's only a few dollars. I mean, it's not. It's it's, it's, it's like yeah. six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. Yeah, it's worth when the it whole sure. the whole kit and caboodle is usually thirty bucks. So, right. I like that one, um, and I think I like it's. I like the later ones, but trivia murder party is always is always a hit. Um, I like espionage. That's in an earlier one. That's but that's like statistics. That's yep. it's like lying with statistics. Like we polled how many people brush their teeth two times a day, and you have to guess. Like, is it? more than 50% or less than 50%. Right. Right. And but yeah, so that that's a good one. I like I like a lot of the Jackbox games. I highly recommend them. It's it's great for a party and it's great for a lot of people who aren't as familiar with video games. They can play from their phones. It's easy to play. Yep. Like awesome. my mom's obsessed with them. Yeah, absolutely. And she's like, how, again, how can I do this? I want to do this at home. I'm like, you don't have a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> that That is an important feature. You need at least one Nintendo Switch in the game. Yep. Drawful 2, by the way, on sale right now, $4.99. Wow, so okay. Another bonus, another bonus bargain bonus bin. Bonus bargain bin. <laughs> That's it. That is it. All right. I thought... Um, do you have something in the mailbag? Uh, that's true. We do. We do have to dip into the mailbag. Uh, that's right. Uh, we have an email to share. Wow. Whoa. Here we go. Hey, Far Out friends. When I heard your topic this week would be vacation games, it immediately made me think of handheld games, specifically Game Boy, and even more specifically, Pokemon Red. Oh. <laughs> I played Pokemon Red on an ice blue Game Boy Pocket for hours on end, likely on a drive to Florida. It also makes me think of Roller Coaster Tycoon because once while on a vacation, I thought it would be a great souvenir to be picking up a roller coaster making PC game that I wouldn't be able to play until I got home. And when I did, I found out that it was a, that that game was a cheap knockoff of Roller Coaster Tycoon. And, which is an actual good game, and this was not. <laughs> uh, what a dumb kid I was. Keep things cozy. Pete from New York. So thank you, Pete, thank for checking you, Pete, in. Thank you, Pete, for being Pete is right out. in your mindset where he said, hey, you know what? It was the Pokemon Pokemon Red for Pete. Well, yeah. It was, I I loved playing because Pokemon was really, could like really get you. Um uh, I definitely sound like such an old man when I say things like what I'm about to say. When I say like, <laughs> people now with their Nintendo Switches, they don't understand how good they have it. You had these Game Boy, like the Game Boy was wonderful, but like still the Game Boy was nothing like the Nintendo Switches, <laughs> like that we carry around these days. It is, it was, it was definitely archaic. a big change from what you were playing at home. Do you know what games uh, I started with? What's that? Uh, Frogger and Rampage. <laughs> there you go. Frogger and Rampage. That is awesome. My, so that was like some of your early, like handheld games, you mean? On the Game Boy. On the Game Boy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Tetris was a big one. Super Mario Land was a big one that I played a lot. That was a, a, a great game. I had a system when I got a little older called the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Wow. That was a very... 
He was only around for a few years here in the United States, only around for a few years worldwide. But that had some sneaky, great games on it that I absolutely loved. Some generic sports games like baseball. Just, and, just baseball. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. It probably has more to it. It's like probably like Baseball Stars 98 or something like that, or Neo Geo Cup 98, which was a uh, like a, a generic soccer game, but a golf game called Neo Turf Masters. Oh. Uh, so, you know, there were several sports games on there, some fighting games. Metal Slug was a, a like a Contra type game that was on there, but that was very fun portable system as well. So one one last one last thing. No, no, I have something that I need to say that I did. Um, oh, okay, let's hear about it. So we have a barcade um, close to where we live. Yep. And they got a Dance Dance Revolution machine. Oh boy, did they. <laughs> and uh I would have been upset with myself if I didn't try. I had I was very very into Dance Dance Revolution as a teenager. That's how I lost a lot of weight as a teenager. Good exercise, Playing, that's for sure. I played a whole lot of Dance Dance Revolution and I will ha- I haven't played Dance Dance Revolution in probably 15 15 years <laughs> and it's like riding a bike <laughs> there you go the people who were with me um were also playing dance dance revolution and i was playing in flip-flops i was gonna say the shoes decision makes a difference no, and i still i was clearing like i was messing up a little bit but because i'm used to the floor pads and it was a an arcade yeah. machine and well done. it's like riding a bike. I, I got right back into it. Muscle memory kicked in. Oh, oh how much I love Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> that is fantastic. So that maybe awesome. if you're on vacation or if you're near an arcade and they have a Dance Dance Revolution machine, you too can play. There you go. That could that, You could definitely find that perhaps in a, uh, a, a hotel arcade, perhaps. All right. M, where can the people find us on social media? Oh, that's 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 a good question. On the web, we're friendsarefarout.com. On Twitter, we're fafopod, that's F is in Frank, A is in Apple, F is in Frank, O is in Olive, and pod as in podcast. We're also on Reddit. You can check us out there. I keep forgetting to post. <laughs> that's okay. But I mean, we are friends are far out there as we're, well. We're friendly. Come, uh, come yep. say hello. We're friends are far out on Facebook. Uh, we're friends are far out on Instagram. And you can get my Pokemon Go trainer code. Yes, our Instagram is on point. If you are <laughs> a fan of the podcast, you have got to be on our Instagram because it is awesome. A lot of great posts there, especially bear content this last of, last couple of weeks a lot, of, a lot of bear content these last couple of weeks and if you want to be like pete and send us an email you can always reach us at friends are far out at gmail thanks pete <laughs> well em this has been another great episode of the friends are far out podcast it has uh, i want to thank everyone for joining us i am your host jay i'm em 
Please remember that if you like the show, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. That can really help us out. Helps people find the show. Also, tell a friend about the show. That's a great thing to do while you're on vacation with your family. Share some podcasts that you're listening to, like the Friends wow. Are Far Out podcast. Because <laughs> as the name implies, friends are far out. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.